Hey, man, I just want to welcome you guys. Thank you for being here on the last Sunday of 2017. I was talking to some people out there in the lobby. We're convinced that 2017 lasted a total of 10 minutes. And, uh, and so we're excited to see what God has for us in the new year. If today is your very first time uh, here with us uh, today, my name's Mark. I'm the lead pastor, and we're excited to have you here. I would want to mention to you that if you are here for the first or second time, uh, if you're new here today, we've got a free gift for you that uh, we'd love for you to pick up out there in the lobby at our welcome table. That's the table that you're going to hit right there. As soon as you walk out those doors, it's the table right in front of you. It says welcome behind it. There's all kinds of coffee mugs, things like that uh, on that. And we would love to give you a free gift if it's your first time, second time. If you're new, hey, we'd love for you to connect with us really quick after church today at the welcome table. I'll be back there, and I would love to meet you. If you, if you go here and I've never met you before, I'd love to shake your hand say hi to you today, and thank you for coming. Um, And so we are just excited to have you here with us today. If you are new, uh, you've been coming to Summit for a little bit, uh, I I do want to invite you to something, because one of the things that we like to uh, just drive home here is Sunday morning is great, but God has more for us than an hour on Sunday morning. God wants a relationship with you, and a big piece of that relationship is going to be being a part of God's people The church, and maybe you've been coming here for a little while, or you're brand new, and you're thinking, hey, I think that me and my family, we'd love to get plugged in at this church. We'd love to get connected here at this church. We'd love to know more about this church. I want to invite you to something that we uh, do once a month. It's called Summit 101. It's going to be in Jan- it's going to be January the 14th. Is our next Summit 101? It's at 10 a.m. and we do it in uh, over there in the Summit Kids wing of the forum. And if you are brand new. To Summit, we would love for you to come to Summit 101. You can sign up through our app. You can uh, let us know you're coming at the welcome table, or you don't have to let us know you're coming at all. We would just love for you to be a part of Summit 101. So if you're new, you got questions about the church, you want to know how to get plugged in, I want to invite you. Summit 101, January 14th at 10 o'clock in the morning back there in the Summit Kids Wing. Hey, before uh, we do the, uh, before we dive into our sermon this morning, I want to mention something to our church that we've kind of been rolling out for the past couple of weeks online. We've mentioned it, and I know a lot of people are already using uh, this resource that we're really excited to give to our church. Uh, You know, our mission as a church is is to see people transformed by Jesus and equipped to transform the world for Jesus. And our, one of our passions, one of the things we're always talking about is how can we better equip you as the church? How can we better equip uh, our church to know God, to love God, to, to, to walk with God, and to give their lives more uh, to the service of God, making a difference in our community and the world? And so we're always talking about what are some resources we can give to our church. And one of the resources that we have been rolling out, like I said, online for a couple of weeks, I know a lot of people are using, and we are just excited to see how God's going to use this in our church, is called Right Now Media. How many of you guys uh, use Netflix? Anybody use Netflix in here? Raise your hand. Okay, so Right Now Media, if you're like, what in the world is Right Now Media? Right Now Media is basically the Netflix of Bible studies. Uh, Our church is offering to you, to every person that's a part of our church, even people that have just come to our church one time and then they leave, maybe they go back to another church or whatever, uh, we're offering it for free to you, over 10,000 Bible studies. It's an amazing tool to help you to grow. You can uh, download it on your phone. If you've got a streaming device, say Apple TV, uh, Roku, anything like that, you can get it on your TV, do it on your computer. It's just an unbelievable tool. And instead of me telling you about it, I want you to check out this quick video that we've got about it. So check this out right now about Right Now Media. Our church is a light in the darkness, a city on a hill. Every believer is called to make a difference in the world, to love God completely, and to make disciples of every nation. But in this busy, mobile, noisy world, it can be difficult to even do the basics, to pray, to read the Word, to bring the love of God to our marriages, families, neighbors, and co-workers. We know you're here because you want to be a part of God's mission on the earth. You want to experience the abundant life that Scripture talks about. You're looking to connect your faith to every part of your life, every day of the week. That's why our church is subscribing to Right Now Media and making it available for free to every member of our church. You'll have access to over 10,000 online Bible study videos on parenting, marriage, finance, discipleship, leadership, and many more. 
The videos can be used in Bible study groups or for personal devotion. There's also a huge library of safe biblical kids videos. We'd love to see every member of our church utilizing Right Now Media. Small group leaders leading their adult or youth groups through engaging Bible study series. Children enjoying safe programming that doesn't just entertain, but helps lay a strong spiritual foundation. Families spending quality time together, going through devotional Bible studies. Couples using biblical studies on marriage, parenting, and finance. Applying God's Word to every area of their lives. There is something for everyone. We want to help you grow as a disciple of Christ. And we want to help you become a disciple maker in your home, your school, your workplace, your neighborhood, in whatever mission field God has called you to. We believe that this free resource will help equip and unleash you to live out your faith in every area of life. To experience God-centered, abundant life, not just on Sundays, but every day. We are for you, and God is for you. He wants to empower you every day to live for Him. Together, we can be a light in the darkness, a city on a hill. So that's a tool that we are offering to our church for free. Now, a lot of you have already started using that. If you're thinking, hey, I would love to get connected to that, how can I? It's really simple. All you need to do is give us your email address. You might have, you might have not known this, but you already have an invite to use this uh, in your email inbox. You just need to search it. It just says, from Right Now Media, a gift for you from Summit Community Church. If you've never gotten that email or you're not sure if you've gotten it over the past couple of weeks because we've sent it out a couple of times, but if, hey, if you're not sure you got it, all you got to do today is put your email address on your connection card at the end and we'll make sure that you get an invite this week. Uh, maybe somebody's watching this on Facebook right now. You can just leave your email address in the comments and let us know that, uh, we, that you would like to take part in this tool. It's just an awesome thing that we uh, are offering for people of all ages, students, kids, adults, everybody. It's an awesome tool. I've been using it. Our family's been using it. And, uh, man, we love it. I've heard so many comments about it. So we wanted to make it available and, and for you to know that it's uh, for you today. All right? Hey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. We're going to jump in this morning. All right? Let's pray. God, I thank you for 2017, and, and Jesus, um, many people might look back at the year that, that now just has a few hours in it, and they look back on this year with, with grief, with heartache. Uh, there's an event that happened this year, maybe something went on with their family, with themselves at work or school or something, and, and, and they're just excited to get out of this year. Or maybe there's somebody here, and this year was just victory upon victory upon victory. It's just, just new beginnings and and it just seemed like everything, was, every day, was, every day was, was better and better and better. And Jesus, there's so many different people here watching on all kinds of different spectrums. Uh, and Father, I just pray that, that, God, as we have just a few hours left in this year, that, God, as we go into 2018, we would experience more of your goodness, more of your faithfulness. We would experience more of your presence. And God, as we reflect on 2017 a little bit this morning and as we get our hearts ready for what you might want to do in us, 2018, God, I pray that you would speak to us this morning, that Jesus, you would have your way in our church this morning. So God, open our eyes to see you and we ask all this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, if you got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open it up to Psalm 63. We're going to get there in just a minute, not right now. So you can kind of go ahead and turn it on on your phone. Go ahead and open it up and uh, just kind of camp out. We're going to get to Psalm 63 in a little bit. Um, but you can kind of, once you're there, you can kind of put that off to the side. And as you're turning there, um, how many of you, when I say Facebook memories, you know those things when you get on Facebook every day and Facebook shows you a memory every day? You know what I'm talking about? Right, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook memories. Um, uh, I love it because sometimes when I get on Facebook, it shows me pictures of my kids from years ago and how little they were and cute that they were, and you know, not that they're not cute now, you know, but um, and, and or things that we did, and I'm like, oh, I can't, I, didn't, I forgot, I forgot we did that. I couldn't remember that. Oh my gosh! And I look at that, and then I start to cry, and then I get all emotional, right? And then all of a sudden, I hate Facebook. You know, I love that they're showing me this, but I hate that they're showing me this because I should not be crying while I'm looking at Facebook or anything like that. And, but, but here's what happens for me. A lot of times as I'm looking at that, I look at that and I, and I think to myself, I totally forgot about that. 
I, I forgot that my family went there. I, I forgot that we had that experience. I forgot that that happened uh, maybe to us or to our church or something like that. I, I just forgot about that. It's easy to forget, isn't it? And I think that's why God, over and over in the Bible, if you, if you, if you uh, read, especially through the Old Testament, one of the things that God says over and over in the Old Testament is, Israel, remember this. God is always wanting, wanting his people to remember who he is and, and what he did. You know, that's why at certain points in the Old Testament, God will tell people to build and set up a monument. When he takes them across the Jordan River, he says, make sure you bring 12 stones from the bottom. Bring them across. We're going to build a monument. So when you look at those stones, you won't forget the time that you crossed the Jordan, you know, because he, he wanted his people to not forget, but to remember what he did. And I think that it's, it's especially important that at the end of the year, we take a moment and reflect on what God has done in and through our church in 2017. Because listen, I don't know if you realize this or not, but we have seen God do amazing things in, in and through this church in 2017. I don't know if you know that or not. And listen, if, if you've forgotten or if you had no clue or if you don't know what I'm talking about, I want to remind you of some things that God did in and through our church in 2017. So I'm just going to mention a few things specifically. One is Second Chance Mission. Second Chance Mission is something that, that probably everybody here is familiar with, everybody here knows about. I don't know if you knew this, though. Did you know that just a couple of weeks ago, Second Chance Mission, Whitaker Bank named Second Chance Mission the charity of the year. Whitaker Bank did, right? Sarah Burton got that vision and Amber and Bruce in the back and, and all of them, and they worked so hard to make that, make that happen. Food City, Food City also chose them as their charity that they're gonna sponsor for the race for hunger. But I got some, uh, I got some statistics, some numbers, uh, talking to Sarah a couple of days ago of just what Second Chance did this year, 2017. Listen, these are not made up, these are actual numbers. Listen to this. Uh, Second Chance Mission gave out 104 Thanksgiving food boxes just a couple of weeks to families right here in Perry County. That's awesome. That's awesome. They gave 44 kids in Perry County complete Christmases for those kids in Perry County. They do this thing called Operation Santa. In fact, we've got some pictures here. There they are in their multi-purpose room getting it ready. I think we've got one more. You can go to the next one. There they are. They're getting these gifts ready and families come in and they get gifts for their kids, and, and our church was able to, to, to help pay the cost to go ahead and purchase all those necessary gifts. A lot of you guys gave gifts, but listen to this right here. Listen to this. Second Chance Mission, this year, Second Chance Mission gave out 38,200 pieces of clothing and 881 food boxes right here in Perry County in 2017. Man, that is awesome. That's awesome, man, isn't it? Let's talk about Summit Whitesburg. Summit Whitesburg, Summit Whitesburg just a couple of weeks ago, they had their biggest attendance at their Christmas service on, on Wednesday, December 20th. Look at this picture of it right here. I think it's the next picture coming up. Yep, there it is. Summit Whitesburg had 151 people at their Christmas service on December 20th, man. And people gave their life to Jesus there, and lives are being transformed. In fact, another great thing that happened for Summit Whitesburg is if you drive by the Mountain Shriners building over there right now in Letcher County, it's there, it's there every single day. They have a, a Summit Kids building. They bought a trailer and just did all kinds of work on the inside of it, raised the money and fixed it, and now every single week, Summit Whitesburg, they've been doing it for the most of this year. They have Summit Kids there every single Sunday, but it's an actual permanent building that's right there. The, the Shriners let them put that building there, and it's there every single day. You drive by, and you can see there's a Summit building that they use for kids and for other things in Whitesburg there all the time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another thing, man. People ask me all the time, listen, when people come up to me and they say, Mark, what's God doing at Summit? My instant answer, one of the things I go to all the time is what God is doing in our student ministry right now, right? Man, look up here. I love that our students are up here in the front. And man, just the way that God is using Asena and Wes, and man, it's just an awesome, I've, I've got a picture here. You can't really make it out because it's crazy what happens. On, on Sunday nights now, they average uh, over, over 40 kids every single Sunday night are coming, middle school, high school students, and they make this humongous semicircle, and they're listening, man, they're teaching them the word of God, they're teaching them about making a difference, and man, one of the things that happens every week is students are bringing their friends, and their friends are giving their life to Jesus. Actually, next Sunday, we're gonna have baptism Sunday, so if you need to get baptized, 
First Sunday, of Jan- uh, first Sunday in January 2018, Great day to do it next week, but next week we're going to see some students get baptized, and students were invited by other students, they got saved, and now they're going to be baptized. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I got one more picture, no spiritual significance at all. I took it, and I love it. Look at this. Brady, where are you at? Where's Brady? Right there he is. Brady, there you go, baby. I didn't tell him I was going to do that, but Brady, there you are, right on the big screen this morning. And listen, if you want to talk about something big that's going on in our church that will be a game changer in 2018, I think we should leave that the whole sermon, Brady. Your, your face, his face right now, I love it. He's, he, Brady's like, I think I'm switching churches. Um, but one of the big things that God is doing in our church, and man, a huge thing in 2018 is our building. Guys, in 2018, we are going to be in our new building. We're going to get in that building next year. And uh, I got a picture. This is a picture I showed a couple of weeks ago of the inside of the auditorium. And every time you go there, you're seeing progress. You're seeing more work go on up there. And one of the things to share with our church is since we started this kind of final big push to get the to, to raise money to finalize our building over the past couple of months we've we've gotten we've gotten just over sixty six thousand dollars for our building and I just want to say this man because people ask all the time about giving to the building making a donation to the, to the building here it is the last Sunday of 2017 man today is a phenomenal day it's an amazing day to make a donation to impact and 100% of that goes to the finalization completion of our building so that we can get in there there's about to be some big things done up there about to purchase chairs and several other things and if you're, and if you're thinking hey I've been kind of holding out man I want to encourage you to take that step and go ahead and make that donation and give. But guys, in 2018, a game-changing thing is going to happen for our church when we are no longer portable, setting up and tearing down, and all the worship team said amen, right? And everybody, all the volunteers said amen, set up and tear down team. They all said amen. We're going to have a permanent building where we can have church, do what we want, whenever we want. We're going to have a home for our church. Guys, that is a big deal. That is a big deal, all right? Can we just get excited about that for a second? That is a big deal, man, right? And so, and so, so God's done amazing things. And one of the things that we've seen this year that by God's grace we see every year is this year we saw more people say yes to Jesus, follow him in baptism, and now their lives are forever changed. We saw people get saved this year. And listen, that is just something that by the grace of God, our church has seen every single year for the past six years is God brings people, God saves people, or you are leading your friends to Christ and then you're bringing them here to church. And what's happening is people are meeting Jesus and they're using the gifts that God's given them. And a lot of people who get saved are now leaders in our church and they're serving and God's just using them to make a massive difference in this community. And so guys, God is doing phenomenal things in our church. I don't want us to take for granted and kind of stroll in and out here every week and miss that God is at work in this place. Amen? God is at work in this place. Right? And so here we are, the last Sunday of 2017, and the easy question would be, okay, so what are we going to do in 2018? What, What does God want us to do in 2018? And can I tell you that we have an answer for that? I think that, that, I think that we know what, where God is leading, what God wants to do through our church in 2018, but that's not what I'm gonna talk about today. Because I think a better question than, God, what do you want me to do? Is God, what do you wanna do in me? See, because before God does anything through you, God has to do something in you first. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Before God does anything through you, God wants to do something in you. And so the question that I want to ask is, God, what do you want to do in our church, in the hearts of the people in our church, in your heart, in my heart? What would God want to do in our hearts in 2018? And I can't think of a better place to go than Psalm 63. So if you got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open it up, turn it on, whatever you got to do. Psalm 63 we're going to read the first five verses, and some of you guys already look like you're experiencing a New Year's Eve hangover, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand and read the Word of God today. 
We're going to stand out of reverence because this is God talking. And we're also going to stand because some of you are already asleep. You need to wake up, all right? These are some of my favorite verses in the Bible. All right, I love this. I love Psalm 63. I love this. Here we go. Oh, God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Watch this. Because your steadfast love is better than life. Think of that. Did you hear that? The steadfast love of God is better than life. Because of that, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. This is God's word. You can go ahead and grab a seat, man. Yeah, you can applaud the word of God. You can get excited about the Bible, all right? So, so here's, here's what I need you to see. So this is Psalm 63 written by David. Okay, your Bible says that. Your Bible might say it in italics or something above verse one. A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. So David wrote Psalm 63 on an earthly level. On an earthly level from a human standpoint, Psalm 63 written by David. I want to step behind that because Psalm 63, just like everything in this book, is inspired by God. Now here's what that means. What that means is this. God wrote it. Now, what that means is this, that when we read Psalm 63 just now, and I was reading it out loud, that was not me talking, that was God speaking. And the reason that that is God speaking is because this is God's word written down on a page so that, man, when I want to hear God speak, God speaks in multiple different ways, but one of the clearest ways that I can hear the voice of God is open up this book and read this book because this is the voice of God on a page. So God wrote Psalm 63. And when you read Psalm 63 from that vantage point that God wrote it, not that David wrote it, because David did write it, but God is inspiring David to write it. When you read Psalm 63 from the voice of God, that God wrote it, it just takes a different turn and it sounds differently because all of a sudden God is talking. If, if God told David what to say, if God is the ultimate source of Psalm 63, then it's not just David saying, God, you're my God, earnestly I seek you. This is God saying, earnestly seek me. Make sure that your soul thirsts for me because you need me just like the person who is in a dry and weary land at the end of verse one where there's no water. That's how your soul needs me, God says. God says in verse two, look upon me in the sanctuary. When you come together in the house of God, you need to behold my power and glory because some of you walked in and you felt like 2017, everything's falling apart. You're watching the news and you're worried about North Korea or you're looking at your job and you're worried about is it going to be there tomorrow? Is it going to be there in six months? Is my marriage going to be there in six months? You need to look at the power of God when you come together with God's people and you got to know that there is a God over all of it, right? And so God just continues and he says, my steadfast love is better than life. Did you hear that? God, God, my steadfast love, God says to you, my steadfast love is better than anything you're going to buy in the store. It's better than anything you can order on Amazon. It's better than anything you open on Christmas. My love is better than anything the world can give you. And so the response for that is you should praise me, God says. Don't say that to anybody else. You can't say that. I can't say that to you. I can't walk up to you and say, hey, bro, praise me a little, can you? I can't do that. God has total authority to look at me and you and say, hey, praise me, praise me, praise me. Because you're gonna praise something, right? You got real fired up when UK beat U of L. Some of you, your world dropped off when the football team didn't win the other day. God says, listen, you're gonna praise something. You're gonna get fired up about something. You're gonna get excited about something. You wanna get excited about ultimate things? Then praise me, God says. 
Praise me. And he goes on. He says, he says, he says there in verse five, my soul, your soul, if you want your soul satisfied, I can satisfy your soul just like a buffet with fat and rich food where it's all you can eat and you can just go and just keep going and keep going. God says, I can satisfy your soul. And so God says, God says, I want you to seek me. I want you to praise me. And, and so the question that we've got to ask ourselves, see what, see what God is saying to us is everything in Psalm 63 verses 1 through 5, everything in Psalm 63, 1 through 5 is everything that you and I want in 2018. How many people in here by raising your hands, just by, show, just by raising your hands, show me. How many people in here want joy in 2018? God says, you can't have joy unless you seek me because joy is in me. How many of you want peace in 2018? God says, you can't have peace without me. How many of you want purpose in 2018? Raise your hand. God says, you can't have How many of you want to be satisfied in 2018 at the soul level? Look at all that. God says, you can't have it without me. Everything that you want, God says, I want to give it to you, but it is only in me. And so the question is, how can you get it? How can you and I get What God wants to give us. God wants to give us joy, peace, purpose. God wants to give us satisfaction. How can you and I get it? Well, the key is in verse one. Oh God, you are my God. Here it is. Earnestly, I seek you. Man, that word earnestly, we don't use that word a lot. I mean, I don't. I don't know about how you roll, right? Earnestly. You look up the word earnestly, it means serious. It means means intensely. And God is saying, listen, if you want all of those things, you can't casually pursue them. You have to earnestly pursue them because you have to earnestly pursue me. You have to earnestly seek me with, with seriousness, with purpose, with intensity. Man, let me ask you a question. Have you ever sought God earnestly? Have you? Think about that for a second. Have you ever sought God earnestly? See, we're stepping into what we're going to do next week. Next week, we're going to begin, launch the new, we're going to start the new series with a, a new year, rather, with a new series called Launch, and we're kind of stepping into it. But here's the reality. A lot of people are going to start 2018 pursuing all kinds of different things. You're going to pursue health. You're going to pursue a new attitude. You're going to pursue better finances. Listen, don't pursue all of those things seriously, but casually pursue God. God is saying that he wants us to earnestly seek him. And so I want to challenge our church in 2018 to get thirsty for God. I want to challenge our church in 2018 to go hard after God. How can we do that? There's all kinds of different ways we can do that. There's all kinds of different ways that you and I can get thirsty for God and earnestly seek God. But I want to challenge our church to do it in one specific way. And that one thing is fasting. No amens, nobody's going to get excited. Nobody, nobody. Yes, it's fasting day. Nobody, nobody, okay, all right. I see what I'm up, I see what I'm up against here, all right. I want to challenge our church to a 21-day fast beginning tomorrow, January 1st through January 21st. A 21-day fast. Some of you look scared to death right now. Let me tell you what we're, let me tell you what we're talking about. 21-day fast starting tomorrow through January 21st. This is the look on some of your faces. Is he telling us not to eat for 21 days? Because if he is telling me not to eat for 21 days, I'm switching churches. Right? That is not what I'm telling you to do. Let, 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 there's some confusion when we talk about fasting, okay? There's some confusion when we talk about fasting. Let's talk about what fasting isn't, okay? Let me tell you what fasting isn't. Fasting isn't punishing ourselves, okay? In, in, some, in some, some other religions, spirituality, fasting is punishing yourself because it, they believe in punishing yourself through fasting, it gets you to a higher level of consciousness and spirituality. Fasting is not punishing yourself. We'll talk about what it is in just a moment. Here's another thing fasting isn't. Fasting isn't, isn't done to buy off or impress God. Okay, I'll say that again. Fasting is not done to buy off or impress 
God. See, there's a group of people in the Bible, they were called Pharisees. And Pharisees were religious leaders, and they did everything they did so that other people could see their religion and spirituality and praise them for it. They condemned other people because people weren't as spiritual as they are. And, and everything they did, they did it. They prayed really long, loud prayers in public, and Jesus condemned them. The harshest words that Jesus ever had were for the Pharisee religious leaders who did everything they did, not for the glory of God, but for the praise of man. That's why they did every single thing. Had social media been around for the Pharisees, they would have done selfies every day about their quiet times. They would have talked about their fasting online. They did everything so that people can see them because they said, you know what? If we're, if we're obedient, we can get to heaven. If we're obedient, God will love us more. Listen, obedience does not get you favor with God. The love and favor of God in our lives is purely grace. That's all it is. It's not, it's not works. You don't fast. You don't do anything. You don't go to church. You don't do anything to buy off or impress God. We are loved and saved and cared for by God because of the grace of God, period. That's it. That's it. So you don't buy off God by fasting. You're not impressing God. You got, God's not in heaven saying, oh, you skipped lunch. Wow. Right? That's not happening. Okay? It's not happening. So what is fasting? Let me tell you what fasting is. Is. More importantly, let me, let me do it this way. Let me tell you what fasting says. Fasting says, I would rather have God than this. Say it again, then we'll unpack it. Fasting says, I would rather have God than this. What's the this? The this is whatever you're fasting from. Doesn't need to be necessarily, doesn't, probably not going to be anything necessarily bad, probably a good thing. Might be, might be food, might be a meal, might be a television show, social media, or anything like that. We can talk about that in just a moment. But here's what fasting says. Fasting says, God, I would rather have more of you, experience more of your presence, more of your power in my life than have the momentary pleasure of this thing. Nothing wrong with this thing, nothing sinful about this thing, but God, I want to send the message to my heart and to heaven that I want God more than that. Does that make sense? That's what fasting says. Fasting says, I would rather have God than this. See, we fast because we are desperate for God. We fast because we are hungry for God. We're hungry for God in our lives. We're hungry for God in the world. We're hungry for God in our Church, and so here's how you fast, okay? So Mark, if fasting, if fasting is, God, I would rather have more of you. I want more of you in my life. I am hungry for you, hungrier than for a meal. I am hungry for God, okay? I get that. How do you fast? Here's how you fast, okay? So if you're gonna fast from a meal or maybe a television show, I, that's what a lot of people pick from, instead of the time that it would take to eat that meal or watch that show, you spend that time in prayer and reading God's word, seeking God. Instead of doing that, you spend a, a, a serious amount of time devoted to and seeking God, whatever time that takes. Or if you're fasting from all meals or you're fasting from something that's just gonna be continuous, you set up points in your day, you set up specific times in your day where you are gonna pause, step back, pray, and seek God. See, here's what we're gonna do beginning tomorrow. We're gonna give you some tools to help you do this. So starting tomorrow morning, starting tomorrow morning at six o'clock, if you have the Summit app, if you have the Summit app starting tomorrow morning at six o'clock, for the next 21 days in the devotion section, there's gonna be a devotion that pops up that's gonna take you through the 21 days of fasting. It's gonna be there for free. If you have Right Now Media, if you have Right Now Media, everybody that's on Right Now Media, there's a Summit Community Church page we're gonna put up some series that you can go through on your own about prayer and fasting and seeking God to help you over the next 21 days not starve yourself to death, but to seek God. Because too many people fast and skip meals or they fast and skip some entertainment and they, they miss their shows and they miss meals, but one of the things they miss is they miss God. Because they're not seeking him, they're not pursuing him. So we wanna give you some tools to help you to pursue God over the next 21 days. Here's another thing, I would challenge our whole church to do this, really simple, but a very powerful tool. You got a smartphone? 
You have a phone, you can set some alarms on. I want to challenge our whole church to set an alarm to go off on your phone, a push notification to go off on your phone every single day at noon. And every single day at noon, that's going to be a reminder for you wherever you're at, whether you're at lunch, you're at school, you're in a meeting. But I want to challenge our church to take your phone, set a reminder to go off every single day at noon. And when that, when that push notification goes off, it's a reminder for you that whatever you're doing, you're going to take a second and you're going to pray the words of Psalm 6. 63 verse 1. God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. God, give me a heart to seek you. Give me a heart that's hungry for you. Amen. You don't have to stop. You don't have to make a big deal about it. You don't have to be at work and everybody's, and when the push notification noise goes off, everybody, you, have, you don't have to stand up and say, guys, I'm going to pray. Everybody stop. You don't have to stand up at lunch at school. Everyone, I'm about to have a holy moment. If the lunch table begins to spontaneously uh, go on fire, it's okay. I'm going to pray. No, you just do what you're doing. But you're, hey, it's just a reminder. Hey, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God to give me a heart that wants to seek him. So what are we fasting for? We're going to fast for two things. Here's what we're fasting for. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Okay? We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God over the next 21 days for two things. Here's the first one. We're going to fast for the presence and power of God in our lives, our families, and church, okay? We're gonna fast for the presence and the power of God in our lives, in our family, in our churches. How, how many people remember the series we did a couple of months ago called More? Anybody remember that? And what we said in that series is that God has more for us, and the more was the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we're going to fast that we would experience the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our families, in our church. Think about it this way. What would you love to experience freedom from in 2018? What would you love to experience freedom from next year? Maybe you want to experience freedom from anxiety or bitterness or anger or some type of depression. Maybe you want to experience freedom from some kind of addiction. Listen, whatever it is you want freedom from in 2018, can I tell you, you will not experience that freedom without the power of God. Amen? You, you need the power of God to experience that freedom. What would you love to see God do in your family next year? Maybe save your marriage. Maybe take your marriage to another level. Maybe your prayer for your family is that your husband would get saved. Maybe the prayer, see somebody already set that reminder. They're praying Psalm 63.1 right now. I love it, man. I love it. I love how hungry this church is, right? <laughs> hey, maybe you'd love to see your wife get saved. Maybe you'd love to see your kids get saved. Maybe you'd love to see something happen in your family. Listen, can I, listen. Listen to me when I say this. Please listen to me when I say this. Fasting is not the guarantee that if you do this, then God has to do something that you want. No, 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 no. We can't put God in a corner. But can I tell you this? What you want to see happen in your family next year will not happen apart from the power of God. And you can't casually be interested in the power of God. We have to be desperate for it. So desperate for the power of God that we would skip a meal to experience it. So desperate for the power of God that we would do something that stings a little, hello? That we would step out of our comfort zone? That we would do something out of the ordinary over the next 21 days and the only reason we do it is we want the power of God at our house. And for our church, for our church, hey, listen, the worst thing this church could do, the worst thing our church could do is take for granted that when we show up every Sunday, God shows up too. The saddest things for me in the Bible is when God leaves his people and they didn't even know it. Hello? Right? Right? Hello? Did you know that's in the Bible? God, God's spirit departed, it says, from his people at certain points or, or from kings. And the Bible says they didn't even know it. There's nothing scarier than God leaving you and you don't know it. The worst thing that can happen to you is not you losing your job. The, wor the worst thing that can happen to you is not dying. The worst thing that can happen to you is that God abandons you and you're not in his presence and you don't even know it. Listen, so we as a church, we dare not take for granted the presence and power of God in our church. We need to get desperate for it. We need to seek it. Can I just say that what, that what our building needs more than anything else is the presence of God. That's what our building needs. Amen? 
Amen? Listen, we ought to be so hungry for the presence of God in that place that when people who don't even know God pull in, they don't even have vocabulary for it, but when they pull in, they know something is different, and what is different is the presence of God is in that place, right? So we are fasting for the presence and power of God in our lives, in our families, and in our church. And the second thing is closely connected to it. Here's the second thing. We are fasting for revival in eastern Kentucky. We are fasting for revival in eastern Kentucky. I'm talking about the real God-sent revival. I'm talking about a kind of revival you can't put on a calendar. And I'm not knocking that stuff, but I'm talking about real, all of a sudden, God interrupts the world, interrupts your plans, and God saves a city. Did you know that God has done that? Did you know that God has done that? Get on Google sometime and read about the first great awakening. Get on Google sometime and read about the second great awakening, where entire cities got saved. Everyone in the city got saved. Did you know that God has done that in the past? Did you know that God did that one time in Kentucky? You can read about it. You can read about revival meetings that occurred in Kentucky, just about two or three hours away from here, and thousands of people got saved. Thousands of people, their lives were transformed because God invaded and sent revival. We say all the time that the real answer for the needs and the problems in Perry County and in eastern Kentucky, it's Jesus. Jesus is the only answer for our community. Well, it's time to put our money where our mouth is and pray for revival then. It's time, right? All of you do not seem excited. And I knew that would happen. Do you know why? Maybe not you. Maybe not you. Maybe these people, they're not here. So let's talk about them. A lot of Christians have just written what I'm talking about off. Right? Because you think, and some people think, okay, oh, sorry, not you, they're not here. We're talking about people that are not here. Because some people think that, that the real solution is going to come from government or a political party. Now listen to me, listen to me. The problems in our, in our community, man, I'm talking about addiction. I'm talking about problems at the deepest level. I'm talking about problems that we all know about. Listen, Government and local leaders and organizations and churches are absolutely going to play a part in the solution of all of those problems. But can I say to all of us something that we already know? Government, local leaders, organizations, and even ch- and churches, they have limits. God has no limits. Government, local leaders, they're, they're, they're going to play a part. Pastors and churches, they're going to play a part. Organizations, they're going to play, but but all of those have limits. God has no limits. And so, yes, we've got to play our part, but we have got to beg and to seek God for genuine, real revival in eastern Kentucky. Leonard Ravenhill, a guy that I would encourage everyone to look up and everyone to read, Leonard Ravenhill, an, an amazing man that God gave to our church, passed to the, to the to Big C Church, not to our church, Big C Church, passed away decades ago, just an authority on prayer and revival. I love what he said about revival. The reason that we do not have revival is because we're content to live without it. Too many people who claim to be Christians look at the world, look at our community, and, they, and under the banner of being realistic, well, I'm just being real, it's always going to be this way. This has always been the way that it's been. It's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. And what's happened is too many of God's people have accepted as normal things that break the heart of God. Right? See, we gotta understand what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus, when Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer and he says, thy kingdom come, you know that prayer, right? A lot of you have it cross-stitched on a pillow or a tacky sweatshirt. It's time somebody said it. Right? Listen, when Jesus says, thy kingdom come, the main thing he was thinking was, oh, you know what? Somebody's gonna put that on a pillow with a deer drinking out of a stream of water. It's gonna be so pretty. Now listen, when Jesus says thy kingdom come, that is a prayer of rebellion. That is a prayer to overthrow the status quo. That is a prayer to overthrow earthly governments and that God would send his kingdom to reign. That is a prayer that changes everything. And so God, Jesus is telling us, listen, I want you to pray that my kingdom comes because my kingdom can turn hazard upside down. 
My kingdom can turn America upside down. Because when my kingdom comes, and make no mistake about it, it is coming. When it comes, it will turn every kingdom upside down. But we got to get desperate for it. We got to get desperate. Mark, why won't God just give us all those things? Why won't God just give us revival? Why won't God just solve all these problems? Mark, why won't God just fix my family? Mark, why won't God just save my friends? Again, verse 1, earnestly I, what? Seek you. God wants us to seek him. God wants a relationship with us. What's a relationship look like? Looks like, look like? It means that we're going to seek him. If you didn't seek God at all in 2017, there's no better day to start than today. Listen, there is nothing magical about tomorrow, right? January 1st, nothing magical about tomorrow. They're going to drop a huge ball. We're all going to stay up late. We're going to watch it. And tomorrow is the same as today. Listen, if you want a new chance, if you want a new beginning, today is the day for it because today is the day of your salvation, right? If you didn't seek God at all in 2017, don't wait tomorrow to start. Start seeking God today. If you didn't ask God to wake your heart up at all in 2017, don't wait till tomorrow to do it. Ask God to do it today. If you didn't pray at all in 2017, don't start tomorrow. Start right now. Right now today. Jesus, I want more of you. Make me hungry for you. Jesus, somewhere along the lines, I fell asleep in 2017. Wake me up and bring revival to me. Because here's the thing about revival. Revival doesn't start out there. Revival starts in here. It starts among the people of God. So when we pray, God, change our city, God says, okay, first I'll start with you. And so over the next 21 days, I want to challenge our church to go hard after God, to pursue God and say, God, make me hungry for more of you in my life. Would you pray with me? Jesus, over the next 21 days, I pray that, that what we see, what we experience, what we come into contact with is more of you. More than anything the world would give us, make us hungry for your presence and your power. That, God, we would not be content with good church services. We would not be content with some good music and, or, or a nice sermon we would be hungry and desperate for the presence of God. Jesus, we want it. Jesus, we want more of you and everything that that means for us, for our families, for our church. We want it. We are asking for real revival right here in eastern Kentucky. And Jesus, that always starts with your people. So Jesus, let it start with us. Whatever that looks like, whatever you need to do, do it, Jesus. We are all yours. We are yours completely. God, make us hungry for you. This year, not starting tomorrow, starting right now, right now today, Jesus, wake up a hunger inside of us. As we just continue in that spirit of prayer, if that's your prayer this morning, that God, God, I want you to wake up a new hunger, a fresh, a fresh faith, fresh power. God, wake up a new hunger for you in my life, not starting tomorrow, starting right now. God, wake up something new in my life. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Just raise it up real high and fast. Hands are going up all over. That's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And all over this room, people are saying, God, I want it. Wake that up in me. Just, and just say that to him right now. God, wake that up in me. God, wake that up in my heart. Wake that up in my marriage. Wake that up in my kids. Wake that up in my best friend. God, wake that up in my school where I work. God, wake up a hunger and love for you. Now, you might be here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. And he brought you here today to tell you that you are loved and that, and that there is a new beginning. There is a fresh start. And his name is Jesus. And you just need to simply come to him today for salvation. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be saved, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And I just invite you to pray this prayer right now. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sin. Come into my life and save me right now. I give my life to you today for the very first time. Jesus, thank you for loving me, for saving me, for dying for me, for coming back from the dead for me. I ask all this in your name. Amen. No one is looking around. No eyes are open. If you, if you just prayed to give your life to Jesus, if today you want to be saved, would you just raise your hand right now? Just put it up really high in the air. Just say, hey, Mark, today I want to be saved. 
I need Jesus in my life. If that's you, raise your hand right now. Amen. Jesus, I, I pray that this is not just talk. God, wake this up in me. Wake this up in our church. Wake it up in ways that we're not even expecting. Jesus, over the next 21 days, we would rather have more of you than anything the world can give us. Wake that up in us. Wake us up. We give you all the glory for it. We love you, Jesus. We ask all this in your name. Amen. 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 Now, here's, here's what I want to say to us today, okay? So, so, so starting tomorrow, uh, starting tomorrow, uh, through the first 21 days of January, we're talking about as a church coming together and fasting. Here's what I would love for you to do today. I would love for you, as our ushers come, we're going to get in place and receive our offering. Everybody can go ahead and pull out their connection cards. If you're going to take part in this fast, I would love for you to take your connection card and write on that card, Mark, I'm going to take part in the fast. Pray for me. And we're going to pray for you this week. We look at these cards. We go through every single card every single week. I don't know if you know that. Um, and try to get in touch with people who weren't here and, and that sort of thing. We respond to prayer requests. But I would love for you to take your connection card, put your name on it, and just in the comments say, Mark, I'm going to take part in the fast. I'm going to fast for 21 days. Pray for me. I would love just to pray for you. Uh, over the next 21 days. Any decision that you made today, please let us know about it. You can do that on the back of your card. Maybe you want to get baptized with some people next week. Go ahead and check that box and let's contact you. Let's make it happen. Maybe you want to give your life to Jesus. Check that box. Whatever God did in your life today, we would love to know about it. So as you are finishing up with your connection card, any preparation for the offering, I'm going to pray and then we'll receive our offering and I'll share a few things with you. We'll dismiss our service, okay? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so so much. God, for your love for us. God, I pray you'd bless this offering. And Jesus, you would use it for your glory. In your name, amen. I think I just swallowed a fly. I think I did. I really did. I inhaled and I think a bug just flew in my throat. Uh, so I'm going to fast from eating insects over the next 21 days because that's, that's awful. Oh, so anyway, <laughs> they just, uh, yeah, it's great. Oh, good. They took down the Facebook thing. I'm glad that's not online. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So anyway, so as we're receiving an offering and as I just go ahead and digest that fly, um, Hey, there's no students tonight. It's New Year's Eve. You guys have a great time with your family. Um, Now, beginning next week, beginning next week, something with students I would want everybody to know, a big change, is some times are changed next week. 5.30 for middle school, still the same time, but high school now starts at 6.30, not 7.05. So next week, next week, nothing for students tonight, but next week, 5.30 middle school, 6.30 for high school, all right? Hey, now listen, if you're here for the very first time, you're brand new, I'd love to meet you uh, after church today at our welcome table. Thank you guys so much for being here. Can we all stand this morning? Let's all stand. Guys, next week we're going to begin a new series called Launch, and I really hope that you'll be here for it. You guys are dismissed. God bless you guys. See you.